someone and praise him like that. How we love the second a little bit more of that? Come on. somebody and tell them I'm qualified. No, that was the wrong neighbor. Look at, look at another one and tell them I'm qualified. Acts chapter 2 verse 14. If you got it, say I got it. If you don't have it, go to Sunday school. <laughs> Acts chapter 2. Verse 14, but Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice. Amen. You may be seated. Yeah. Yeah. But Peter, standing with the eleven, Raise, I'm going to do the best I can, his voice. Look at somebody and tell them, I'm qualified. I'm qualified. No, that was the wrong neighbor. Look at, look at another one and tell them, I'm qualified. I'm qualified. This is part two in the series. The whole series is called, I'm sick of having church. Right. I'm sick of having church. I'm qualified. One of the great verses of the Bible that we all know uh, ushered in and uttered the book of Isaiah where God says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. And the whole point and premise of that prophetic word was that God sometimes acts in ways that are contradistinctive to how we think God should act. That sometimes God does things and allows things that just don't make sense to us. Some of the things God allows, we can't fathom in our minds. Some of the things God does, does not make sense to us. Some of the people God uses. <laughs> mm. We have to be honest today that Sometimes we're amazed at the people God puts gift in. 
Because if we were honest, some of the people that God is using, we never would have used, chosen, or thought about. Because we know some things about them that would make us say they don't qualify. They have issues. They're not smart enough. They're not intelligent enough. They don't have social status. They don't have the things, the accoutrements of the aesthetic. I mean, let's just be honest. All of us have seen some folk that are being used by God and said, even if it was in my mind, how in the world did God... That's one of the problems with the church. The church, the church exercises a spirit of hypocritical perfection because we come in here and parade like pious peacocks of pomposity as if we have it all together and stick our sanctimonious nose of snubbery up at people whose business we know. Y'all gonna talk to me? One of the reasons so many people stay away from the church is because there are too many folk in the church smelling themselves. Yeah, I've been holding this one for two or three weeks. One of the reasons there are so many folk who could find sanctuary in the presence of God and in the parameter of the corporate anointing of God's people, but they stay away is because when they come, they are made to feel less than because they have something or are in something that you don't approve of. Preach, pastor. The church has developed a very cold and stuck-up spirit. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me now. We hide behind our stained glass windows. Walk right past folk on the way to church. God help me in here today. And instead of stopping to bring them, we thank God they don't go to our church. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I'm not perfect. Because if I were perfect, I would never know how to relate to people. Talk to me in here. If I were perfect, I really would never even know how to praise or worship God because it is my imperfections that help me praise God. Because when I realize what God does for me that I can't do for myself, God help me. If I'm perfect, then I think I can do it by myself. But when I admit I'm not perfect, then I admit that when I'm weak, God makes me strong. That gives me something to praise God for. Admitting I'm imperfect helps me worship God. Because worship is a result of a revelatory encounter with the divine nature of God. And there's some revelation you don't get to God until you are in an imperfect situation. Preach, pastor. There's some things that you learned when they were revealed because you got yourself into something. And the only way you can admit that is when you admit that you're not perfect. Tell your neighbor, I'm glad I'm not perfect. Can Can I make an announcement? Your greatest power is not in your perfection. Your greatest power is in your regeneration. The greatest power you have is to realize how jacked up you were, but God gave you another chance. I don't have the real folk in here today. The greatest power you have is the gratitude of your life because you recognize that in spite of yourself, God has given you another chance. Oh, I'm going to preach it in here today. Here we find Peter, just that one little phrase I read. Peter, if you, you, we all know, had a position of primacy 
among the apostolic band. Yes, he was always first in everything. Peter was a trip, y'all. Peter was first to own the water, first to open his mouth, first to go ghetto and pull out the switchblade. Pe Peter had a position of primacy, and it, it is his position of primacy that led him to presumption. Lord, I'll never desert you. I'll never deny you. And it was his spirit of presumption that prepared the way for his plunge. Because when you start saying what you'll never do. <laughs> I better leave that alone. Oh, Lord. He, 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 he messed up. We know the story. He messed up, denied the Lord, cussed a little girl out, bless her heart. And then ran away. He had great dysfunction. But the fact that he's in this text raising his voice suggests that your dysfunctions don't disqualify you from being used in the kingdom of God. Preach, Pastor. As a matter of fact, if you've got dysfunction, that's when you're qualified. If you have some things that aren't right, that's when you're qualified. I closed the last sermon with the beginning of this sermon. The text says, Peter standing. Yeah, y'all remember that? Yeah. The last time we saw Peter, he was running, but now he's standing. The last time we saw Peter, he was hiding, but now he's standing. The last time we saw Peter, he was denying, but now he's preaching. You ought to turn and tell somebody, don't judge me by what you saw me doing the last time. Because God has a way of giving me another chance. So you better be careful how you judge me on the last time. Because God will call my name, slap his anointing on on me and he is there anybody in here who knows you're just like Peter messed up did some things you shouldn't have done but God arrested you and gave you another chance and I came to make an announcement if you've messed up you're qualified if you've been jacked up you're qualified all the perfect people let me give you your benediction God bless you right now you can leave but for the rest of us who know we've got some imperfections it's time for you to apply for use in the kingdom of God because God can use you with your mess God can use you in spite of your mess God can use you through your mess God can use you because of your mess because sometimes he just wants to show the world what he can do with messy people I think I'm preaching oh God help me in here today I mean can we be honest Half the time, your praise is not over how good you've been, how clean your life has been, how perfect and pristine you are. Half the time, your shout is over the fact that you know how messy you've been. But God keeps waking you up every morning, keeps blessing you to go to that business, gave you a family. Is there anybody in here who can say, my shout is not over my perfection. My shout is over the fact that God uses me. And this is a word today for people who are gifted and have potential but sit like pew potatoes because they have been convinced that the things of their life make them unusable for God's kingdom. This is a word this morning for the people in here who have empowered the opinions of other people and allowed them to dictate 
penetrate your consciousness to the extent that you come to church but don't think there's anything for you to do in the kingdom because there's some things wrong in your life this is a word today for somebody who's been to jail God help me but God liberated you this is a word for somebody who dropped out of school and feel like you don't have the intelligence to work in the kingdom I came to let you know today that God will give you a chance he'll bring you out of jail and make you a lawyer he'll take you from dropping out of school let you get your DPGED go on and get your PhD he'll let you have a child before you're married and then let the child grow up and go to college he'll let you be on crack get free and make you the counselor he'll let you get divorced get remarried and counsel folk who are single how many of y'all can say God I thank you that I messed up but I'm still standing I did some things wrong but I'm still will you high five somebody and tell them I'm still standing in spite of my history in spite of my mess in spite of my bad choices in spite of things that failed in spite of decisions I made wrong I'm still standing and the devil gets scared of people that he thought he had knocked down but they got And listen, here's the real shout of the story. Tell your neighbor he's about to help you. We all remember Peter. Y'all know Peter was always the one who was very impetuous. Always opening his mouth. He was very bold, very aggressive. He gets sifted, I'm coming back to that, denies the Lord and becomes a coward. Remember that? He becomes a coward. Now all of a sudden, he's back acting like he used to act before the devil got involved with it. Because God is so awesome. He will help you recover the stuff you lost when you went through. I came to make an announcement. Somebody is going to recover today. Your mind, your sanity, your peace, your joy, your happiness, your health, your family. God can give it all. So here's the process. I'm not going to be long. Here's the process. Watch this. The first thing that ha- happens and has to happen, watch this. When God qualifies, it qualifies you and starts to use you is there is a season of separation. The last time we preached this thing, we talked about, you know, the fact that, uh, that sometimes um, you have to let some folk go and that sometimes God replaces. Remember we talked about replacement the last time? But this time it's separation. Now, the normal thought, whenever we start talking about, you know, you got to get away from folk, we're always talking about bad folk. Child, separate yourself from them. They trifling, they ain't no good, you know they don't mean. You know, normally when we talk, when we talk about separation, but sometimes you've got to separate yourself from good people who are good to you and for you. But this just might not be the season where they can walk with you. Because not everybody can be with you in every assignment or in every assigned place in your life. Let me ask you a question. Do you have some friends that if you just stopped and think for a moment, you're not as close to as you used to be? Nothing happened. Y'all didn't have a fight. You know, y'all weren't Brooke Valentine and had a girl fight. You know what? Don't act like all y'all listen to is church music. You You know, nothing went down. Nothing went wrong. 
the seasons of life just brought distance. You have to understand, Bishop Carlos Malone said the other night, that you have to understand that some people are like scaffolding in your life. They are only there to help you build the building. But when the building gets up, the scaffolds have to come down. God help me. The problem with many of us is we've got scaffold friends up and the building has already been erected. There are some people who are only seasonal in your life. And the problem might be you've got temporary people in permanent positions. All right, watch the text. I'm a short text. I know somebody's saying, I don't know where you're getting that from. And that little phrase you just read. I'm going to prove it to you. Dr. Sam Proctor used to say some of the best preaching ain't what's on the line, it's what's between the line. Watch this. Text says that Peter was standing with the 11. Go back to chapter 1, verse, 10, verse 15, you will discover. Now remember, all of this is happening around in this upper room. You will discover in chapter 1, verse 15, there were 120 of them in the room when the spirit fell. Y'all gonna get this in a minute. Uh-huh. 120 were in the room. 120 disciples, as a matter of fact, is the parenthetical statement of verse 15, chapter 1. 120 disciples participated in the upper room prayer meeting that brought about the dispensation of the Spirit to bring about the release of foreign languages to speak the gospel. A hundred, let church say 120. Now it says, Peter, not standing with the 120, but standing with the 11. My thought was, where are the others? And the Spirit said, they're still there, but this isn't a part of their purpose. They're still in the room, but they weren't chosen for this moment. Y'all better hear me. That there are moments in your life where God puts you into a purpose where you got to be smart enough to downgrade the folk around you. <laughs> because there are some things some people aren't commissioned for in your life. Oh, y'all better hear me. The 11 were set apart. The 11 were consecrated. You've got to know when to separate yourself from people who are good but can't participate with you in the season you are going through. And there comes a point where you've got to come out the crowd and be distinct. There comes a point where you can't hang out with everybody but you've got to separate yourself. You need people in your life who know their role in your life and won't bug you when you don't include them in this particular season of your life and you got to be bold enough to tell them I love you but this ain't your concern this ain't your business you don't have anything to do with this pray for me from a distance but God didn't put you in my spirit to walk with me through this season see the problem with some of us and the reason some of y'all ain't shouting is because right now you looking through your life with some folk you think you got to have and the reason you can't break the barrier and go to where God wants you in purpose is because maybe they were in the 120 but ought not be in the 11. You think you need them to be so... Okay, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I was, I was, I was watching, watching a commercial. Um, I was watching a commercial on TV yesterday and it was a baby 
the baby had a pacifier. And um, I told y'all, told y'all a few years ago, and Freddie, Freddie taught, taught me how things talk to you. And um, I was watching the commercial, and this pacifier started talking. And I thought it was going crazy. I thought maybe the medicine I'm on was making me hallucinate or something. But um, pacifier started talking, said, psst. Said, uh, Rudy. And I said, yeah. Said, I want to talk to you. I said, for what? He said, I want to give you some principles from a pacifier. He said, that baby is sucking on me like I'm the best thing since sliced bread, but I don't like myself. And I said, why, why don't you like yourself? He said, because the baby is being breastfed. And when he puts me in his mouth, oh, I'm just a semblance of what he really needs. And a semblance of what he really wants. He just wants something to put in his mouth, but I'm not the real thing. Because I can't produce the milk that he really needs to make his body strong. I just remind him of what he really needs in his life. I don't like myself because he's sucking on me like I'm the real thing when really all I am is a replacement for what he really needs. Come here. The reason some of y'all can't be blessed is because you got some pacifiers in your life who can't give you no milk. You just want something to put in your mouth. Tell your neighbor, separate yourself. 120 in the room, but only 11 are standing. Here's the second point. Now it's feeling good, good. Now it's feeling good, good. The second point is this. You've got to know, oh, Jesus, who's appointed and anointed. Watch this. Oh, it's feeling good, good. It's very interesting to me, y'all, that Peter stands up, and he's the only one that speaks. And none of the 11... Try to shut him up Amen. or shut him down. Because y'all know he's made the big mess. Cussed the little girl out, <laughs> denied the Lord three times, and ran. He's been a failure. As a matter of fact, Jesus, when he tells the women to go get the disciples, he has to give a special invitation. He says, go get them and Peter. That's how much Peter's messed up. Now, here are these 11 or really 10 because they've just voted a new one in. So here are these 10, but I'm sure that 11th one knows what Peter did. Here, here, here are these disciples who know how he messed up. And yet they let him leave and just stand around him and don't fight him being used. And I said to myself, that couldn't be the modern church. It sure enough couldn't be the black church. Because there are many elements of slavery that worked on black folk. Because we still have a crucifixion mentality when it comes to each other. Y'all ain't got to say nothing to me in here today. We are quicker to celebrate each other's failures. That's why Nat Glover couldn't win the mayor's race. Talk McKissick. We are quicker to celebrate each other's failures than we are to celebrate each other's... See how quiet some of y'all are? Let me tell you something. Folk who gossip and celebrate mistakes and look for your flaws are only manifesting their own dislike for themselves. 
and while they parade as looking like they think they're better than you in reality they wish they were you because they hate the fact that you bounce back can I preach in here today they hate the fact that you got a GAGED but opened up your own business and they still working for the man. They hate the fact that you went through bankruptcy, got your credit together and own your own home and they still live with their mama. They hate the fact that you were a teenage mother but went back to school, got your college degree and your child is gifted. They hate the fact that you lost your job but not your mind. They hate the fact that the crisis didn't kill you but made you stronger. They hate the fact that you are black, act black, stay black, but didn't get held back. They Can I keep on preaching? Sister, she hates the fact that you don't need a man to put a smile on your face. And she got 15 men dangling at the same time and still ain't happy. Brother, he hates the fact that you got a woman, he can't get one or keep one, and the one he got wants him to be you. I'm so tired of this black mentality that we got this crab mentality in our community where we pull each other down instead of lift. I'm so sick of it, I don't know what to do. We celebrate each other's failures. Because in the church, for many of us, it's the only place where we can mask our insecurity on the stage of self-glorification. Because it's our time to shine. But that's why I'm sick of having church. Because in the church, all we want to do is pull each other down and shine on our own. See how quiet you are? But in the text, they weren't concerned about who's getting the credit. They were only concerned about who was getting the glory. Credit hungry folk get on my nerves. Got to have their name called. Got to come forward to be seen. Got to make sure they lead it. If they orchestrated the dance moves but didn't get the name called, they get mad. If they don't sing the solo, they get upset. Y'all ain't talking to me now. I said it, I meant it, and I'm here to represent it. I'm tired of credit hungry folk I don't care who gets the credit as long as God gets the glory see they, they, they respect the anointing and appointing on Peter's life 
they remember Jesus saying upon this rock I'll build my church Peter flesh and blood did not reveal this to you they know Peter's got that thing they, they know he's got that thing he has the anointing for this moment he has the anointing for this purpose and we've got to get to the point where we are discerning enough to know who has the anointing for that moment and not get upset because God is allowing them to be used for a glorious time I'm trying to help somebody in here today he has an anointing on him that has nothing to do with his history and nothing to do with his past I'm trying to talk to somebody in here today who is filled with insecurity and inferiority you don't like yourself I came to tell you the, God, the anointing of the Lord has nothing to do with your history your past your mistakes your decisions God will anoint you and use you anyhow and anyhow the spirit said to me preacher if they tried to shut him up he had an answer for him I said what would his answer have been Peter could have easily looked at them and said you know y'all trying to shut me down because I denied him but I denied him but y'all ran from him Peter could have easily said don't y'all try to act like y'all didn't do nothing I know my mistake may have been more public, but y'all made a mistake just like me. And don't snub me because my mistake was more public than yours. All 12 of us have messed up. That ought to be the theme of the church. The place where everybody's messed up. <laughs> the place where everybody's dysfunctional. The place where everybody's jacked up. Is there anybody in here who can say, I'm not innocent, but I'm holy. I'm not innocent, but I'm anointed. I'm not innocent, but there's purpose on my life. See, I stuck up some of y'all are, you ain't gonna raise your hand for nothing in the world cause you don't want anybody to know but you ought to reach a point where you are so confident in the spirit that you don't empower other people's opinion of your past or your decisions the only power is in your own mind and if God has given you another chance you look them in the face and tell them I did it but I'm in here today I'm gonna get real bold I dare you to find somebody in here that you know know something about you look them dead in the face and tell them yeah I'm here I'm lifting my hands I'm worshiping God because God gave me another chance because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God But he blessed me. I better leave that alone. But he blessed me anyhow. Tell your neighbor, don't hate, appreciate. Because if you appreciate, you might participate. And if you participate, you will elevate. I'm trying to help somebody in here. All right, let me, let me. Yeah, let me, let me. Let me. Let me, let me, let me cut across the field. I'll be jumping. Good morning. I'll see y'all tonight for the Lord's Supper. Here's the last thing. Peter standing with the 11. Here's the last point. It ain't in the text, but it's, it's about the text. You got to go back to the Gospel of Luke. Don't go there, just trust me. Here's, here's Peter, messed up, jacked up, dysfunctional Peter. 
standing, raising his voice. Peter, how'd you do it? After denying the Lord and all that stuff you went through, he said, Mac, don't you remember Luke 23, 31, where Jesus said, Simon, <laughs> Simon, <laughs> the devil has asked for you to sift you. God, I feel my help coming as we he said but I've prayed church folk don't know when to shout let me slap it flip it and rub it down and say it one more time Jesus said but I've prayed for you I'm going to say it one more put it in the remix Jesus said but I pray for you because Satan's power ain't nothing when Jesus is praying for me do you know why you have been able to bounce back from some of the horrific things of your life? Because he is at the right hand of the Father making intercession on your behalf. Is there anybody in here wondering how you got out of some of the stuff you got in? Because Jesus was praying for you. How you got healed when the doctors told you you wouldn't recover? Because Jesus was praying for you. Is there anybody in here who is thankful you have an intercessor like Jesus who is interceding on on your behalf. Now watch it. Watch what he says. I'm praying. Watch this. Watch this. It's going to get you. He said, Simon, Simon, the devil has asked for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Y'all missed that. He's got to get permission. Oh, y'all missing this. He can't do anything to you without knocking on my door. And Simon, if I gave him permission to mess with you, it must mean that what he's going to use to try to destroy you, I'm going to use to develop you. Now watch what Jesus says, and I'm almost through. He said, but I prayed for you. Not that you don't get sifted. Because you need some sifting every now and then. It's the sifting that'll teach you how to pray. It's the sifting that'll teach you how to sing. It's the sifting that'll teach you how to lift up your hands. It's the sifting that'll get folk out of your life that you don't need. Jesus said, I'm praying not that you don't get sifted, but that your faith don't fail. That when the devil starts sifting you, you will remember whose you are. You will remember who you are. You will remember what you have. Now here it is. And when you have returned, Not if you return. Now remember, he's telling Peter about it before it even happens. So not only is Jesus praying, but he's also prophesying. He says, the devil is going to sift you. But when you return, y'all ain't got it yet. Y'all ain't got it yet. Jesus didn't say if you return. 
He said, but when you return, push your neighbor and tell him, I'll be back. I'm going through a rough period right now, but I will be back. It's a little struggle for me right now, but I will be back. I don't know how to make it right about now, but I will be back. Because he said, when you return, watch it. When you return, strengthen. He said, Peter, they're going to mess up like you. But I've put something in you that will help them get it together when they couldn't get it together for themselves. So all Peter's doing in this verse in Acts is taking up his assignment for when he returned to the Lord. He just takes up his assignment to strengthen those around him who could not do it for themselves. I came to make an announcement today. Some of you all have some battles that are coming your way. But the good news today is Jesus has already prayed for your faith. No, he ain't praying that you don't have trouble. Quit naming it and claiming it and blabbing it and grabbing it and calling it and hauling it. Quit throwing your money on the altar to get the trouble away from you. Quit going in the back room speaking a fake tongue. Quit going down to some oil or anointing falling out fake and ain't nothing wrong with you. He's not praying that you don't have trouble. He's praying that when you go through the trouble your faith will help you stand. And when you've done all to stand stand anyhow. You're going to go through some things but he's already prayed for you but he's also prophesied over your future when you bounce back you've got an assignment on your life you've got to strengthen somebody who can't strengthen themselves is there anybody in here who can say I've already come through some things so I'm on my assignment tell somebody you sat in the right place today because I'm on assignment to lift your spirits. I'm on assignment to restore your joy. If I start telling you what the Lord's done for me, it'll let you know it is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he will do for you. Is there anybody in here who can say you're on an assignment? Is there anybody in here who can stand on your feet and say I've got to encourage my brother. I've got to encourage my sister. I've got to tell somebody how the Lord lifted me. I've got to tell somebody how the Lord healed me. I've got to tell somebody how the Lord picked me up. Turn me around. Will you shake somebody's hand and tell them I'm on assignment to lift up your spirits. You sat in the right place and I'm qualified to lift your spirits. How do you know you're qualified? Have you been to seminary? No. Have you been to PhD? No. Have you been licensed to preach? No. Have you been anointed to be a deacon? No. Then how do you know you're qualified? Because when I was down, he lifted me. 
when I was sick he healed me when I couldn't see my way out he opened the door for me when I was shedding my tears he dried my tears when I couldn't go to sleep at night he was Jehovah Shalom and gave me a peace that passes all understanding I got to leave y'all alone but I feel my help coming is there anybody in here who knows your own assignment will you tell your neighbor I'm qualified what I went through qualified me the hell I caught qualified me the struggles I had qualified me I don't see how black folk can sit down cause black folk are showing up qualified Jim Crow qualified I wish I had somebody slavery qualified you I wish I had somebody when you see where we were but see where we are ain't nobody as qualified as us to tell somebody that we serve a God who is able to lift you up to liberate you to free you from illiterate to PhD from saying yes a master to them saying yes ma'am to living in a shack to owning your own bank you ought to lift up your hand and say the Lord has brought me from a mighty long way when I look back over my life and I think things over I can truly say that I've been blessed I've got a testimony I feel alright y'all won't the Lord do it won't he do it won't he fight your battles won't he make your enemies your footstool won't he give you joy and sorrow won't he give you hope for tomorrow won't he dry your tears won't he 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 somebody say yeah say yeah somebody scream somebody shout because he's able to pick you up I know I'm qualified infection on my throat got down in my colon got in my inner ear couldn't even walk for myself couldn't even stand up by myself couldn't put no food in my stomach but look at me today I came to tell somebody I'm qualified not because I'm your pastor not because I have my doctorate not because my name is McKissick but when I was sick he Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Somebody say it. Say it. Qualified. I'm qualified. Put somebody and tell them I'm qualified. 
don't care nothing about my past, I'm qualified. I don't care nothing about what you know about me, I'm qualified. You ought to tell somebody, no, I don't have as much education as you, but I'm qualified.
old school song stuff like um i will cue in i'm country take me to d flat c shop dog we like black keys we like black keys stuff like um uh, i'm a soldier in the army we went to the same church to the same church you know i'm a soldier in the I'm a soldier. Let's go, let's go. Everybody clap your hands. I got about two minutes to let this go. Y'all ready? They would sing this mom. I don't know why they would say, they would say, if I die, let me die. And the, I'm like, why would you say that? If I die, let me die. Oh, if I die, let 
Some of y'all may not know this, you may. They will say, something on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. I told you, oh, oh. something on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. And then we'll do it. Everybody clap your hands. And then you'll hear another one like this. It will say, Living, he loved me. We on a date tonight, so I would I was gonna go in. I said no, I'm.